Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Are you ready to take your business to the next level? Every day there are countless books and articles that are published offering the key on how to make your business a success. It's easy to feel overwhelmed trying to keep up and run your business. That's why Deb Creer created the Business Power Hour. Keep up on the latest trends, best practices, and techniques for how to make your business a success. Let the Business Power Hour do the heavy work for you. Good morning, good morning. I am Deb Creer, and I am passionate about giving professionals the tools that they need to make themselves and their businesses as successful as possible. We're going to deviate just a little bit from that today, but what we're really going to be talking about is how to keep going, how to set goals, how to really make sure that when times get tough, we can keep going, and which is what every business owner needs to hear, right? So please join me in welcoming Mark Pattison to our program today. Welcome, Mark. Hey, thank you so much. Uh, it's an honor to be on your show. Well, we're going to have so much fun. So let me tell people a little bit about you, and then we will go from there. So Mark grew up in Seattle, Washington, where he was a high school All-American attending Roosevelt High, and he was inducted into their Hall of Fame in 2005. He then attended the University of Washington, eh, we'll forgive him for that, and played in two Rose Bowls, two Aloha Bowls, an Orange Bowl, and was inducted into the Husky Hall of Fame in 2016. He is a vested member of the National Football Players Association, having played five seasons in the NFL for the Raiders, Saints, and Rams. As a successful entrepreneur, Mark started a venture-backed gaming company, which was sold and is currently an executive for Sports Illustrated. In 2021, Mark helped take the parent company of SI, Maven, public onto the NASDAQ. Mark recently became one of only two NFL players and really one of just 500 people in the world to ever climb all seven summits, which are the highest peaks on each continent. Although he was able to summit Mount Everest, and this was just in May, oh my gosh, he overcame snow blindness, a COVID outbreak, two cyclones, and he ran out of oxygen, but he still found a way to get to the top and back down safely. He has been featured in many publications, including the New York Times and the Wall Street Journal. He is also a philanthropist, having raised over $150,000 for various causes, and most recently partnered with the, high, with the nonprofit Higher Ground based in Sun Valley. Mark's daughter, Emilia, has epilepsy, which motivated him to get involved in helping others. He is the host of Finding Your Summit podcast, having broadcast over 200 episodes with over 150,000 downloads. He's here today to share his story about how all of this, including the Hall of Fame coaches that he's worked with, taught him the blueprint of life to help him overcome obstacles and achieve at the highest level. So again, Mark, welcome. Yeah, that was a great intro. You know, the only thing you forgot in that was the film that the NFL recently That's released right. mm -hmm. called Searching for the Summit. It mm -hmm. is now on YouTube. And uh, we had a premiere here in Sun Valley, Idaho, which all 100% of all the, the proceeds from cool. that went to Higher Ground mm -hmm. Nonprofit. But the thing that I'm so proud about that film, mm -hmm. and I think really ties into this audience and this subject today mm -hmm. is the movie is not about a guy, a raw, raw thing with the mm -hmm. NFL showing me, you know, going up and down mm -hmm. Mount Everest and the other six summits that you talked about. 
but it's really about a guy that was going through a rough time mm-hmm. that overcame. He got peace um, in the mountains and mm-hmm. then was able to turn back, help his daughter who does have epilepsy, as mm-hmm. you mentioned. Um, and somewhere in there, I make it to the top and back down on Mount Everest and mm-hmm. kind of the motivation, the drive, the why mm-hmm. to keep going. And, and I think that's really what separates so many kind of in your intro that you were mm-hmm. talking about you know, to keep going, mm-hmm. um, especially when there's not a, a, a big crowd around you, right. it's just you, there's no cameras, there's mm-hmm. no lights, there's no reporters from the Washington um, Post or, mm-hmm. or the New York Times or something. Um, it's just like, you got to really dig down and you're like, what is your reason to mm-hmm. keep going and not quitting in, in business? And I, yeah, I've spent a heck of a lot more time in business than planning the NFL climbing mm-hmm. mountains. And and so I know what that's about, uh, but great things can happen if mm-hmm. you follow a certain formula. Right. You know, and I always find it interesting when people look down on athletes. Mm-hmm. You know, I've spent a lot of time with both college athletes and with professional athletes in a variety of ways. I still am very involved with the University of Colorado Athletic Department. And people are like, ooh, athletes. Athletes are some of the most intelligent um, the most goal oriented, I mean, you know, and it really doesn't matter what level that, that you play at, but athletes are just the, the cream of the crop. And, and again, you know, maybe you're just playing tennis on Sunday afternoons, but there's something about being an athlete that really does give you a different perspective on, on life. Yeah, I, I think you're right. Um, and I, I can't say differently because that's what I was. I was an athlete who mm-hmm. played at the University of Washington and really had to understand and figure out that roadmap. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't always turn out rosy for everybody. I mm-hmm. mean, typically when they recruit in the in the case of football, they recruit 25, 24, 25 mm-hmm. kids per year and put them on scholarship. They know statistically that eight are going to be the stars, eight right. are going to be backups, mm-hmm. and eight are going to flunk out or mm-hmm. they break their knees and they can't play mm-hmm. or their drugs or, you know, something. Something uh, happens. That mm-hmm. Yeah, something happens. And so, you know, but that is, um, it really mirrors life in terms mm-hmm. of you see that across the board. But, right. you know, the one thing, you know, speaking on the positive side of athletes, you know, that drive and the intelligence that you have to have mm-hmm. um, to be able to react in the moment um, mm-hmm. as all these different things are going on at mm-hmm. one time and really slow that down um, to where it's literally in slow motion mm-hmm. that you can make the right adjustments and where to go and how to read those different things. You know, you have to have some level of intelligence mm-hmm. to really consume those things. You know, I think where some athletes run into problems is from a young age, many of us um, have been coddled, um, always been the star. Mm-hmm. And that wasn't my path. You know, I had a lot of really big ups and I had a lot mm-hmm. of really big downs, you know, especially at the University of Washington. Mm-hmm. You know, I never it took me three years of dark times and, you know, was I going to quit and all Mm -hmm. these things before the worm turned for me. And, Mm -hmm. and so people look back and like, Hey, Mark was a great wide receiver. They only see like the last two years, Mm -hmm. but the first three years got me to the last two years. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, and, and I think like, whether it's, it's playing at the highest level in college or going on to the NFL, I think one problem that, you know, it, it permeates across the board is, You've done one thing. In my case, you know, I retired around, I was, I think I was 29 years old at the mm-hmm. time. And so you've been doing this, right. including college, you know, 10, mm-hmm. 11 years and all your life really playing the sport you mm-hmm. love. And then you just go off the flipping cliff. Mm-hmm. Right. right. Yeah. You're, you're done. There's, there's no support system. Really. There's no support. Now mm-hmm. the NFL has done a great job of mm-hmm. really developing a lot of key um, life after football programs right. mm-hmm. and help and just mentorship and all those things. Mm-hmm. It's been wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. But getting to that point has mm-hmm. been has been a journey for them. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's really having those guys that played at that high level, mm-hmm. and they're able to take that same energy mm-hmm. and that same effort and that same drive mm-hmm. and channel that into this new thing that they're going to do: mm-hmm. being a teacher, being a football coach, being a financial analyst. You mm-hmm. know, whatever that is. And the one thing that we all have to come to grips with is there is nothing ever that is going to replace that feeling when you run out in the field right. and you're on the gauntlet of all the cheerleaders mm-hmm. and the crowd's going cuckoo mm-hmm. and you're playing in front of a million people and there's all the camaraderie in the mm-hmm. locker room. And just, you know, I, I was very, very, very fortunate to be on the, the receiving end several times of the last second catch in the end zone against big famous teams mm-hmm. and, and win the game. And, 
and you just don't get that in business, you know, because mm-hmm. you'll you'll win a deal, but that deal took you a year or six right. months mm-hmm. right to win. And it's not like that, but you can still be successful in life. Mm-hmm. And, and the things that you turn to, your family, your kids, mm-hmm. um, responsibilities, I think a big component of what I've been able to really develop here in the last mm-hmm. couple of years is uh, the, the philanthropy piece mm-hmm. of giving back of once right. you kind of get there, you're able to turn mm-hmm. around and help the next person in line. Mm-hmm. And, and that's been such a blessing. So it's really transferring that energy from point A to point B mm-hmm. that really makes the success happen for many of the guys that do well, you know, who right. are athletes. Right. You know, and many athletes, especially at that elite level, start in third, fourth grade, yeah. you know, and, and so it really is what they have, have lived for, for, for many years, um, you know, and, and we've all seen the commercials that, you know, only X number of people turn pro, um, all those various things. And, but there's so many lessons that, that come along with that. I mean, you know, when, when I look at, you know, like just the, the training that they go through, you know, um, especially football, because it's played um, at a time when it's usually hot, which means you're practicing at six o'clock in the morning. I mean, these are college athletes getting up and going at six o'clock in the morning, um, you know, and, and, you know, I look at that and go, no, um, but the discipline that they learn sometimes fourth and fifth grade is absolutely incredible. And then when they are able to transfer that into the business world, it it just it is is such a positive. I think we all need coaches. I mean, we're talking about sports metaphors right mm-hmm. now. And 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 within that realm, you know, you're talking about who is your coach and who is mm-hmm. that person. Maybe it was a little little league or something mm-hmm. that really pointed the way. And I think to your point, there's only a certain percent that that make it into college mm-hmm. at either D1, D2, 3, mm-hmm. D3 level. And then 1% of the people from there go on into the mm-hmm. NFL. So the number is super small. But, you know, I think one of the things that probably helped me more than anything in life was even though I was talented and I had some some decent coaches, they weren't world-class coaches because mm-hmm. they were little league, you know, they're just right. mm-hmm. they teachers or whatever they, that were mm-hmm. volunteering their time after. But where things really changed for me, I think, was when I first got to the University of Washington and I'd had all this success. I'd never worked for anything. I was mm-hmm. one of those guys who just could roll out of bed. And I was a gym rat. So I mean, I had, mm-hmm. that, had that going. But in terms of those, 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 those key ingredients that you're mm-hmm. talking about, the discipline, mm-hmm. the drive, being able to get up early in the morning, I really didn't understand. And I did understand that whole thing. And, mm-hmm. and my coach, Don James, who would later become a Hall of Fame coach mm-hmm. from the University of Washington, um, he created this thing called, well, he didn't create it, but he, 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 he borrowed from John Wooden, the famous basketball mm-hmm. coach at UCLA and this pyramid of success, mm-hmm. you know, really was the roadmap, the blueprint in life, not just for football, but mm-hmm. in life that I needed mm-hmm. to really show me the way. And essentially when you break that thing down, there's 25 individual and team goals and at the very, the very tippy top, you know, the championship, if you will, the mm-hmm. national championship, the Super Bowl of whatever you do, mm-hmm. you know, to be the best in the business is this thing called competitive greatness. Mm-hmm. And competitive greatness at the end of the day, when you, when you, when you file all that down is really about loving the process as each one of those steps mm-hmm. I talked about earlier, it took me three years to get on the field. Mm-hmm. And I never, even though that they were, I was, I was being introduced to the pyramid of success. Mm-hmm. And the 25 different things, getting faster, stronger, um, getting good grades, mm-hmm. going in the weight room, learning the place, you know, mm-hmm. all these different things that we had, it didn't guarantee. There was no certainty. A right. plus B didn't equal C, mm-hmm. right? But I knew that if I did these things, it put me in the best position to mm-hmm. succeed, which is also the exact same ingredient that you need if you're going to run a business mm-hmm. or be successful as a salesperson right. or whatever you do. Mm-hmm. And 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 so then what happens is is that and John Wooden had talked about this, is that when that moment comes, mm-hmm. my moment for me was, uh, you know, a long time ago, 1983, we're playing Michigan. We were down by by 14 points going in the fourth, fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. And with 20 seconds to go in the game, we were now down by seven and they throw me a pass in the end zone. And I leaped up and I cut the thing over this guy's head and mm-hmm. it came down and we scored and we won the game. And it was mm-hmm. this big, glorious moment and everything. But what, it, what what John Wooden talks about is being at your best when your best is required. Right. You can't be at your best when your best is required if you haven't done the work. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. But we all need that blueprint. And so I guess I'm just trying to say is that it's a roadmap to life that mm-hmm. really has helped me in these different things I've been able to do. Right. You know, and, and of course, Coach Wooden, one of his big things was preparing his young men for life. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and we see that with the great coaches. Uh, you know, they really are looking at, you know, here is is what we're doing. Yeah, it's great to win. You know, they get paid more when when they win. I mean, there's all <clears throat> sorts of things that, but they also know the responsibility that they have. And I and you know, we've all seen examples of how you know kids and and you know, usually it is you know just by the, by sheer numbers, it's it's young men. They look to coaches as that father figure, um, you know, and and so it is up to them to to really show you know this is what you're going to be doing in life. And and here's what you have to do to get there. Um, yeah, it is easier for some. You know, you've got the standout quarterbacks, you know, and and but there's you know so many of the guys that are the O line, the D line that you never even know their name, mm. but they're in there every single time doing exactly what they're supposed to do to make sure that the team is successful. Well, you said it. You said it best. You know, it's just doing the things that you have to do and not being a diva about it, mm-hmm. right? Um, I mean, there's a there's a quarterback. I mentioned before we went live here that I, I one of my many things I've done is I was able to spend um, six years in a mentorship program for mm-hmm. the for the UCLA Bruins, right? And um, you know, there was a quarterback that they had there at the time that was he he, he from a young kid he'd been the best player in Southern mm-hmm. California. Um, he went to UCLA and he never really put the work in, right? Mm-hmm. And he did because he to, had that natural talent. Yeah, but he didn't hone the talent, right? Mm-hmm. We all that's that's this other word called potential. And mm-hmm. when people start saying this has so much potential, right? Really, what they're saying, which people never refer to it like this, really what they're saying is that person you know has the capacity mm-hmm. to be phenomenal, but they right. haven't reached it yet. So mm-hmm. they're not there. Mm-hmm. And so what are you going to do about that? And we're drive and fire and grit and determination mm-hmm. and perseverance, you know, all those different words where they kick in. You just never know. And you never mm-hmm. know what the motivation is for many of these. And that's why it's so fun to get to know people, you know, mm-hmm. behind the curtain, because you do start to find out these stories mm-hmm. and what that drive is. And not everybody's destined to, to, to play in the NFL, right. but you are destined to become the best version of yourself mm-hmm. that's out there. And right. everybody has that opportunity. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and, and you never know really what's waiting. I mean, clearly with an athlete, you know, the, the next step they take, you know, the next play, they could go out. I mean, you know, and, and be out for forever. Um, you know, or you also never know when, you know, that that wunderkind is going to be waiting. I mean, you know, like I said, big college sports fan. I watched the Texas Oklahoma game last weekend mm-hmm. and, you know, now we have, a, you know, we, Oklahoma has a different quarterback and, and may going forward, <laughs> um, you know, and, and I mean, that's, that's very interesting and that we don't see that as much in the business world, but it is always there. I mean, you know, we have our competitors, we have, you know, things that are going to happen. And if you're not staying on the ball and focused a hundred percent of the time, that person is going to catch you and, and, and go past you. Well, there's also something too, which is interesting, which success in many cases uh, also breeds complacency, mm-hmm. right? And, and so you get to the top of the mountain, you think you're there and you, you know, look out, there's some young you know mm-hmm. person that's coming along and, mm-hmm. you know, wants to take you and pick you off. Mm-hmm. And, and that's just kind of human nature. And so, you know, constantly trying to, um, uh, reinvent yourself, mm-hmm. reinvent what you're trying to do. And looking at these things, I mean, look, there, there are some things that I've learned and I'll, I'll spell them out right now. And this is really things that I applied when I just, as you mentioned in the very beginning, I mm-hmm. just came off Mount Everest three months ago. And I was looking back on a lot of this stuff, you know, like, what have you learned from this? And this, this is always like, you can, this first thing I'm going to talk about is just you know, maybe it's a big goal or something mm-hmm. you've never done, but you got to step into the fear, right? Mm-hmm. And right. the fear of I'm going to be great. I'm going to, you know, uh, be hag, a big, big, hairy, mm-hmm. audacious goal, mm-hmm. right? Something that's so outrageous out there. You don't even know if it's possible, but you're ready to step into it. Mm-hmm. So, you you know, you got to first step into the fear. The second thing you have to do is you have to do it with daily discipline, mm-hmm. right? And this is the thing right here where I see so many people falling off the off the mountain because mm-hmm. it takes, it's not luck that when people are successful in different things, and I've been able to be, you know, have some good fortune in these mm-hmm. different, you know, high profile things, Sports Illustrated, uh, Seven Summits, Mount mm-hmm. Everest, 
um, uh, and and playing in the NFL. But they're, they they if you look at the work ethic behind it, it's the daily discipline of doing all the things that you mm-hmm. need to do um, to make it happen. You know, right. I'm, I'm turning sixty years old here coming up. And I'm, I can tell you, I'm not special, but I do work out twice a day. I do mm-hmm. CrossFit before anybody's up. And then I mm-hmm. run up the mountain there in the afternoon and nobody has to do that because these are my goals and these are my mm-hmm. aspirations, but I know that that's what I have to do mm-hmm. at the end of the day. And then the last thing is that the third, so step into the fear, daily discipline. And the third thing is um, commit, commit to mm-hmm. that end goal, like no matter what, because things will come up and detours will happen. And you got to continue. You know, we were supposed to go to, I trained like twice a day uh, for a year mm-hmm. uh, from 2019 um, uh, leading up 13 months. I was leading up to going to Mount Everest mm-hmm. in 2020. And then, as you know, um, 2020, March, roughly. The, entire right. the world kind of went crud. <laughs> it, it closed down. The whole mm-hmm. world shut down. And so I literally packed my bags and I'd driven from Idaho, some Valley, Idaho to mm-hmm. California uh, to see my daughters. And I was all ready to go. And, and, and literally my plane was leaving in five days. And then this whole event happened. Oh, no. And, and, and as you know, every day just exponentially got mm-hmm. bigger and bigger mm-hmm. and bigger. And we didn't know what to do. And people were dying. It was, it was awful. But mm-hmm you know, I had to reset that goal mm-hmm. and I had to reset that goal to 2020. So I was just like, mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, now I gotta go do this whole thing. Mm-hmm. You, know, you gotta year. stay like, in shape. You've got to do all those. You got to do all these things. Mm-hmm. And so I redefined the goal that I was trying to do, mm-hmm. which was not only climb Mount Everest, but then come down and jump in my tent for a couple hours and then go up the fourth highest mountain in the world called Lhotse. Mm-hmm. And I would have been the only NFL guy to do that mm-hmm. um, at the time. And there's only a few that have done it, but you know, it didn't happen. I failed at that goal. I made Mount Everest. So that's mm-hmm. the main thing. But, um, you know, it's just, I, I, the point is, is that when you commit, mm-hmm. it's your classic December comes around, you make a new year's resolution, mm-hmm. you're doing good on whatever, losing weight or being mm-hmm. more healthy or whatever that thing is you're going to do and come about March, you're out. Mm-hmm. Cause you right. if you even made it to March, if you even made it to March. Right. And so that's where I just, I, I see like, if you just break it down to the most simple things that mm-hmm. my observations, the only difference now, not everybody can play in the NFL. I get that, but people can do business mm-hmm. in a variety of different ways. Mm-hmm. People can go climb mountains. You can, you know, become the best mm-hmm. woodworker or something. Right. You can find what your own goal mm-hmm. is, but that's just the difference I see. So many, they go like that and they fall off. They go like mm-hmm. that and fall off. Right. It's the people with the long tail goal and mm-hmm. determination of not giving up mm-hmm. that make it. Right. You know, and, and it is scary to set those goals. And, and so, you, you know, you talked about BHAGs and I love BHAGs. I think they're, yeah. you know, they're, they're funny because we all need those big, hairy, audacious goals, yeah. but we also have to have the other ones in there. I mean, you know, for, for somebody who's, you know, lazy, <clears throat> raising my hand here, um, <laughs> you know, walking five miles a day might be a pretty big goal for me, um, oh. you know, and, and so then it's like, okay, I've done that. Now what? But, you know, and so my, my BHAG might be say to run a marathon. Now I'm not going to do that. I am too lazy, but, but, you know, it, it, you have to, to have those points along the way to, in order to, to keep going. Um, you know, when you're, when you're climbing the mountain, I mean, there's all the various base camps and, and all of those things and you just keep going. Mm-hmm. And that's where, business people struggle, you know, because it is difficult and we get there and, you know, a lot of times like, well, this was hard. So I'm just going to stay here. And then, as you said, somebody else comes along and goes past you. There's an interesting thing. I was reading a book um, a number of years ago um, at the end of the day. So I'm, I'm in a, a business development. So I grow my job at Sports Illustrated is grow the network. Mm-hmm. And when we took over the network, Sports Illustrated, uh, this is about 20 months ago, mm-hmm. um, they were ranked, uh, I think, number eleven or twelve on it's it's the, the on the in the internet in the digital world. Mm-hmm. Um, the the it's called Comscore. It's just how many people are actually hitting and coming to your okay. website. Mm-hmm. It's the same version of what the Nielsen ratings are mm-hmm. for television. So somehow or another, they could measure all that, right? Mm-hmm. And we were number eleven. We're going to be number six, Ooh. which we leaped everywhere. We'll be at number mm-hmm. five by the end of the year. We'll mm-hmm. we'll take over USA Today mm-hmm. and. And so it, it, it's 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 sticking with it and having that game mm-hmm. plan and again be de- being determined. And if something's not working, you know you got to switch it up. You mm-hmm. got to constantly be reevaluating right. these goals and looking at this stuff. And again, you know, there's just no magic dust. It's not 
you know, this person's lucky, you know, mm-hmm. people who don't achieve things aren't lucky. Mm-hmm. It's the people that do achieve things are lucky. Luck mm-hmm. to me is winning the lotto, being mm-hmm. struck by lightning, you know, mm-hmm. things that are so rare. Right. That, so random that, mm-hmm. but, but there's, but, but the other part about that too, for all the business, uh, and I'm one, like, I'm in that group, right? Mm-hmm. So like most of my life has been in the business world, not these mm-hmm. other things that are more mm-hmm. flashy. Mm-hmm. And I do know one thing that's also really helped me a lot is, is understanding that success leaves clues. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and there are so many just amazing, um, business owners, mm-hmm. some of them are well-known that I've been able to interact with, and some of them um, aren't. And then many, most of them, you know, are, are listening to podcasts like this, where I'm, I'm learning from somebody mm-hmm. who's been there, done that. But where I was going was that, you know, this, this, this guy that, uh, that was talking about business and closing deals. And he was, he was saying, you know, on average, it takes something like 13 calls and calls mm-hmm. could be at some different mm-hmm. level of interacting with somebody else to close mm-hmm. a deal. And most people, they give up um, after five well, or six. Well, three? it's actually three. Oh, yeah, wow. Yeah. This is according mm-hmm. to him. Mm-hmm. And he said, you know, when it's, let's say it's five, even if mm-hmm. it's five, um, the way that he viewed everything was the mm-hmm. game just begins at five. Mm-hmm. Like you've, Every week you have a thing. Hey, it's mm-hmm. me. Hey, it's me. It's, mm-hmm. hey, it's me. Come up with something new and different. Mm-hmm. You know, figure out a different angle and a way mm-hmm. in. And what is valuable? I get I get pinged all because of my position in Sports Illustrated. Mm-hmm. I get pinged weekly on LinkedIn, and people are are asking me to do things that have no relevance. Or right. <laughs> I get asked that. I can only imagine what you do. And so, so, so if they want me to answer, then have like, to, how are you going to bring value into mm-hmm. my life right. at Sports Illustrated mm-hmm. that I can respond to you in a way? Mm-hmm. And and so that's also figuring out the game mm-hmm. of what that magic formula is mm-hmm. going to be. But just again, d- daily discipline mm-hmm. and committing to the process of not giving up, um, no matter what, and understanding that you know your your competition will fall off, you know, like rats going overboard. Mm-hmm. Um, if you just stay at it and by the time you get to that fifth or sixth or seventh call with this person trying mm-hmm. to break into that account, mm-hmm. you'll get there. I, there, I had a company many years ago. It was a manufacturing company imported, imported out there. I ended up do manufacturing all those green market outdoor umbrellas for oh, okay. mm-hmm. everywhere. Right. Mm-hmm. I ended up getting the account for 14 years for North America, South America, and parts of Latin. Wow. Uh, uh, or Asia. And it took me two and a half years to get that two and a half. And most of the people would give up. I didn't even know what an outdoor market umbrella was at the mm-hmm. time when I called up and said, hey, I can do these things for you. Mm-hmm. And they, hmm, who are you? And, you know, just the relationship and building mm-hmm. and doing prototypes and blah, blah. And ultimately I got, it, it was a multi-million dollar deal. Mm-hmm. If you can imagine every Starbucks in, in the United States right. and Canada, mm-hmm. you know, and Mexico, and you know, like it was just a massive production, mm-hmm. but it just always taught me about hanging in there and sticking mm-hmm. with it and not giving up and just, what am I doing mm-hmm. wrong? What am I doing right? And how do I win the order ultimately? Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and, and that is what's hard for, for business people because, you know, when they get that initial no, it's a blow to your ego, you know, and it's like, yeah. Okay. Unless it is truly a flat out, no, do not talk to me again. There might still be a little opening there, you know? And, and so, and, and it, it really shouldn't be personal. I mean, that's, that's the thing is people take it personally and they need to realize it's not, you know, you need to just keep going and, and be persistent. Now you don't want to be obnoxious about it, you know, back to, to LinkedIn. I mean, how many people do we get that just continually ding at us? And pretty soon I'm like, no, uh-uh. You know, and, and, but the ones that are unique catch my attention. I mean, you know, and not the unique creepy, but the unique fun, you know, and, and, and they do, they catch my attention. I'm like, okay, tell me more. But it's, it's that persistence that pays off with them because they didn't just give me the little spiel of, hey, I'd like to connect with you on LinkedIn. It's, here's what I can do to help you. It might sound a little wacky, but, you know, let's, let's give it a try. Yeah, I love that. And you know, from from my standpoint, I, I when I hear no, it's really a maybe. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Unless it really is just one of those where you're like, okay, okay. I mean, most of the time it is maybe or not now, right? 
It could be maybe or not now. Yeah, I, I, I like that. And and like you said, you know, in our world, um, I never I, I never like to put pressure on anybody because mm-hmm. some of it is just understanding. You know, it's hard to. One another thing that somebody told me once, which is interesting, uh, and has turned out to be true, is that the best salesperson is not the person who talks; is the person who listens. Right, because that's that's where you get all the clues. Mm-hmm. And if you can just shut your mouth for a minute and ask them just basic things, and then let them just roll mm-hmm. and roll and roll, and mm-hmm. there's so much great info that can come out that mm-hmm. you can just say thank you and come back and come up with a plan mm-hmm. if there's something that's actually applicable mm-hmm. to what you can offer to make their right. life better. Right. You know, and, and sometimes the best thing you can do is to give them information on somebody else. Um, you know, I've, I've done that before where I've said, you know, that's not something that I can do, but here's who I'm going to refer you to. And then everybody's happy. You know, mm-hmm. the, the person that I referred is thinking, wow, that was great. The person who, you know, got the business is thinking, okay, that was, that was fantastic. Um, you know, and, and so it's a win-win, win, I guess it would be. And, you know, and and nobody wasted their time doing something that we shouldn't have been doing. Well, that's exactly right. I mean, I think another. I've got all these little isms, but you know, what's the best use of your time, right? Mm-hmm. What, what's what's what is going to be mm-hmm. the best use of my time to advance the ball and get right. me to where I want to go? Mm-hmm. And so that's when when you when you take a step back and. Mm-hmm. And, and like you're saying, I, you know, let's just say that you were going to run that marathon that you mm-hmm. said you're never going to do, but let's just say that you got there, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and that included walking five mm-hmm. miles a day. And those, those, those walks had to occur before business hours, because mm-hmm. that's for whatever reason, that's when you start your day. I mean, Georgia, it's hot. <laughs> it's in Georgia. Well, so maybe that means you're getting up at six and that, you know, mm-hmm. the, the thing like when, when my like the, the way I go about my life is this, I have this thing called FOF, right? Mm-hmm. Feet on floor. Mm. And so, you know, I know that I, there's, look, there's, there's, I like to sleep in, which I really do, but I mm-hmm. do. And, and I know that I have a, a set time every single day that mm-hmm. I get up and my feet have to hit the floor because once they hit the floor, it's the first te- step mm-hmm. towards doing the goal of the day right. and getting my brain activated and everything mm-hmm. else towards my ultimate goal. Um, I am, I, I, I did, you know, as we talked about, I, I recently climbed the seven summits, but mm-hmm. I've reset that goal now and I'm headed down to Ecuador in December Ooh. and um, I'm climbing a mountain called Cotopaxi. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've got a big birthday coming up. And so I said, you know what, I want to do something extraordinary. Mm-hmm. So the only way I know how I can actually go down to Ecuador in December and climb this mountain and and go on top and do mm-hmm. push-ups and do all these other things you know, to, to make that, that, that birthday extraordinary mm-hmm. is if I have to train, you know, you just re-engineer what you're actually mm-hmm. doing to get to that goal. But it's right. just, again, it's this mindset of like, in order to do this, like, mm-hmm. well, how do you chop up your day in order to achieve mm-hmm. that goal? Right. Well, okay. So let's, let's talk about this. Who the heck decides I'm going to climb the seven summits? Um, you know, most of us don't even know that's possible. And, and, you know, so, so was it, you know, something that you, now I'm from Colorado where we had, yeah. you know, all these 14ers and I've been to the top of some of them, you know, and, and, but I'm, I'm not one of those that had to, to do all of them, but you know, how is it that you decided this was what you were going to do? It's a great question. And and here's the answer. Um, I grew up in Seattle, so mm-hmm. it, it, it has a lot of mountains like Colorado. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't, they're not nearly as high. Uh, we've got one big high one mountain near up there, mm-hmm. which I did climb many years ago, but um, about 10 years ago, I was going through a rough patch of my life. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, at the end of the day, we all go through rough patches. Right. And for me, I was having a real struggle, um, like getting out of this place that I was in. And I just didn't know, you know, like how I was going to move forward. And so mm-hmm. I spent a lot of time thinking about how I got this, this, mm-hmm. this awful place. And one day after this is after like two years. So this wasn't like 24 hours later, but mm-hmm. this is two years of in quicksand and, mm-hmm. and, and tough spot. I just said, you know, I'm going to change that from how did I get here to what am I going to do about it? Mm. And so from in when I said those words, it just the the mental strength and the refocus mm-hmm. on on trying to come up with something, a solution mm-hmm. that was going to get me out of it. And so the first thing that came to me, because I'd always remain athletic and mm-hmm. nothing crazy, but just, you know, mm-hmm. a jog around the block or right. doing stairs or, you know, going to the gym or something. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I, I said, you know, I need to do something grand. I need to go back to the word BHAG, big, hairy, mm-hmm. audacious goal. And what, what would that be for me in my life? And, 
And so I said, well, I can't go back and play in the NFL, unfortunately, mm-hmm. but that's the reality. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of the things that I, I, I think I want to go after, especially coming from Seattle, and there's a lot of famous mountaineers up there, mm-hmm. was to try to become the first NFL player to ever climb the seven summits. Mm-hmm. And so I put that goal down almost 10 years ago. Um, and the goal was to climb, you know, the seven summits, which are the highest peaks around mm-hmm. the globe. And so I got my my seven my um, pyramid of success. I got mm-hmm. my roadmap. I got my blueprint to like, how do you pull that off? Like, mm-hmm. where do you even start? Right. Right. So I I, I started off with um, going down to Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania, and slowly as I kind of made my way, it would be like. Starting in, in not that Kilimanjaro is an easy mountain, but starting, you know, in the little league and making your way up mm-hmm. through through little league to high school to right. college. To Back to those all. achievable goals. Yeah, mm-hmm. the achievable goals. So and and so each mountain was done by difficulty. Um mm-hmm. and and sometimes it was done by hemisphere, but mm-hmm. essentially, you know, I went all I went around the entire globe. I mm-hmm. was in, you know, first year in, in Africa, so Tanzania and Kilimanjaro, second year was in in mm-hmm. in, in Europe and Russia. You know who goes to Russia? I know to climb a mountain. <laughs> to climb a mountain. So I was on a mountain there. That was crazy. Somebody mm-hmm. died. Got hit by lightning strike. The third year I was in um, Australia, a uh, mountain called Mount Kosciuszko. The mm-hmm. fourth year I was in South America, called uh, uh, Mount Aconcagua. It was a mm-hmm. high one, twenty-three thousand feet. And then my fifth year, um, this is now 2017, I was mm-hmm. in uh, uh, Alaska climbing a mountain called Denali. Mm-hmm. Oh, love got- Denali. It is gorgeous. It's gorgeous. Mm-hmm. You know, the Denali National Park is bigger than the state of Massachusetts. I know. I know. And yeah, very pretty, very pretty. Yeah. So yeah, really crazy. So um, uh, did that? I didn't do that mountain. I got up to 14,200 feet and we mm-hmm. ran into minus 80 degree weather. Oh, so uh, that's it's. Yeah. That your they're, nose breaks and falls off at that point. <laughs> it does. It does. It did for some other people. Uh, so I came back and I came back in 2018 mm-hmm. and redid that mountain and, mm-hmm. and, and made it. And then 2019, I was in Antarctica, uh, climbing a mountain called uh, uh, Vincent Massif. Mm-hmm. And then um, 2020, we talked about the zero COVID. So mm-hmm got knocked off and here we are in 2021 mm-hmm. and a couple months ago, I was standing on top of the world and, you know, and that's how it did, you know, and there's a lot of setbacks in there, you know, mm-hmm. it wasn't, but the, you know, the, the wonderful thing about that story, and this is kind of reflects in the movie is that, you know, I started off because I was in this place that I need a lot of healing. And that's what I found in the mountains. And mm-hmm. I ended up moving to some Valley. And so I was able to still am train really across the mm-hmm. street, you know, where the mountain is. And, mm-hmm. And and having Moose walk down the street and just really brought a lot of common mm-hmm. peace to what I was doing in my life. And then, you know, things stabilized. And then my daughter, meanwhile, f- for most of her life, she's had epilepsy. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, you know, I need to help her. Right. In a much deeper way. So I reached out to a couple of charities and, mm-hmm. and got involved um, in terms of giving money, uh, mm-hmm. funds back to those organizations. I created a campaign, campaign called Amelia's Everest. Mm-hmm. And so I started getting involved in that. And then, you know, it's serendipity um, and sometimes it's fate. You know, it was, I was pretty devastated for you know, two or three or four or five days, you know, when COVID shut the world right. down. Oh, yeah. So, you'd worked so hard. So hard, Right. But if I hadn't done that in the beginning of 2021, so last January, mm-hmm. I get a call from the NFL and said, Hey, we want to, we've heard about you and we want to mm-hmm. do a story on your journey. Right. And I was like, You're kidding. And then so they said, Yeah, we're coming over to Sun Valley. And, mm-hmm. and so um, it's a 30 minute documentary mm-hmm. and it goes through it all. And, and so, you know, it's just weird the way things turn out, mm-hmm. um, the way your life and when you least expect it, mm-hmm. expect it. But I go back to that first thing that I, I talked about, which is stepping into the fear, because I had mm-hmm. no idea. It was totally like, how do you do this? Right. right? Yeah. And now I've never climbed that big of a mountain and Mount Everest. Mm-hmm. Like there's only a few people in the world, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, less than it's actually somewhere the number between 415,500 mm-hmm. that have actually done this. I'm mm-hmm. only the second NFL player. And, you know, to, to, to do that, um, it just took all those different characteristics mm-hmm. we we're talking about of not giving up and stepping into the fear and doing it the right way and, and never quitting. And mm-hmm. then once I got there, one of the things in the, your, your opening remarks, you know, um, I had to survive through two cyclones and it was just a crazy COVID outbreak on mm-hmm. the mountain uh, and Nepal in general. Mm-hmm. And then got up there and I got snow blind. So trying to like figure out how I was going to hook in and mm-hmm. then, 
you know, then I ran out of oxygen. I was out there 18 hours. I didn't know how I was going to go back, but you know, that real drive um, mm-hmm. of having my daughter. Yeah, you made people. it that far. <laughs> I, I got to bring it home, but it was, I mean, it got, it got pretty dicey, mm-hmm. but you know, somehow or another, I was able mm-hmm. to pull together and, and, and slide, you know, essentially back down into, mm-hmm. into high camp with 26.5. But, you know, it's, it was, I can't believe it's over. And so mm-hmm. I'm going through that, um, that whole thing of what's next. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I've got some things on the roadmap right mm-hmm. now that I'm, 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 I'm just so much more in a better place mm-hmm. to be able to take that on of what's mm-hmm. next and how I'm going to challenge myself. Right. Right. You know, and, and I love that your daughter was, you know, such an inspiration for you um, and, and to be able to, you know, just keep going because of, you know, what she goes through. It's yeah. like, you know, you, you could do pretty much anything because of what she, she goes through. Yeah. You know, something that I also learned around the world and it, it really struck me initially when I went down to Tanzania, but it really came full circle. Um, I was invited to be a part of a group called Water Boys. It's a collection of NFL guys that are uh, um, building water wells in East mm, Africa, mm-hmm. specifically in Tanzania. And right. so I actually mm-hmm. spent quite a bit of time in, in the Serengeti and the mm-hmm. people in the Maasai tribe. But, mm-hmm. but you know, I've, I've seen this repeat itself several times. Um, and that is that this this whole word called perspective mm-hmm. like right so you're going through, like i'm up there and feeling sorry for myself in this bad past that i was going through you know compared to much of the world mm-hmm. it's nothing right, right? Mm-hmm. I, mean, I thought it was everything and i was all caught up in my own mess mm-hmm. and it really didn't turn out to be it was mm-hmm. actually it was actually a blessing i was mm-hmm. going through a separation with my wife and it was it was a blessing that all these riches mm-hmm. uh non uh, monetary mm-hmm. um, have come my way. I'm talking about the podcast, which I don't make any money on, but I mm-hmm. do them. And I learned about people overcoming mm-hmm. their adversity of talking about traveling around the world, which cost me money. I'm not sponsored by anybody mm-hmm. I'm talking about charity giving, trying mm-hmm. to raise this money that go, all that money goes to other organizations, mm-hmm. not me, you know? And, and so it, it was a great life lesson for me mm-hmm. that, you know, when I start to feel sorry for myself, you know, just remember that things, there's a lot of people have a heck of a lot. Oh, yeah. Of yeah. <clears throat> I, I go through that. I was diagnosed five years ago with breast cancer. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you feel whiny. You feel, oh, poor me. Oh, woe is me. And then I'll see like a, a commercial on TV of a child with cancer or mm-hmm. a veteran with, you know, no legs. And I'm like, yeah, right. Get a grip. <laughs> you, know? you got it pretty easy. And, um, you know, and, and, and it's that way with everything. You know, if we, we need to keep the perspective of what is truly important in, in our mind. And, and that is part of those goals. I mean, you know, it's, it's, you know, what can you do to help others? And you mentioned the fact that, you know, you do a lot of philanthropic work. Um, and I think that's where, you know, yeah, it's great that you have a name um, and, and, you know, a, it, you know, we, we see that with a lot of athletes, with a lot of celebrities, but anybody can do this. I mean, you know, we we all need to think about how can we give back to our, our communities. You know, I may have a name, but I, you know, it's all relative uh, to that. You know, I've got my name, and I'm not Joe Montana or Joe Montana mm-hmm. or Tom Brady. But but I, I mean, I, I just I can't even emphasize enough to people the amount of dedication and hard work. I put on just like training this last year, I put on 150,000 vertical feet in three months, climbing Mm -hmm. up and down these mountains, right? Mm -hmm. Nobody was out there. It was cold. I was Mm -hmm. with a headlamp on, Mm -hmm. you know, it's snowy. It's, you know, it's not fun. And, and, and so it's, it's not like, look at me, but there's, there's a reason why Mm -hmm. certain people have certain successes. Mm -hmm. And, 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 and most of the times it's just, when it gets down, it's just you, it's just, Mm -hmm. you know, looking at your truth, Mm -hmm. you know, are you willing to go the extra distance? Mm -hmm. And that doesn't mean like, I'm not, I would never be uh, an Ironman person because I'm not a good swimmer and I'm not a good runner. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just recognizing my strengths and recognizing mm-hmm. my weaknesses, but things that I think I can take on and actually do, they take a lot of dedication mm-hmm. and commitment to that end goal. I've mentioned that a couple of times now, but it's really that simple. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and um, you know, 
finding mentors and, you know, whether mm-hmm. you call them coach or a mentor right. or business leaders or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, people can be so podcasts. I'm such a big believer in listening mm-hmm. to podcasts like this, where you're interviewing people, you know, who have actually gone out there and they've done mm-hmm. it and they've done it multiple times. So it's not just some fluky thing that mm-hmm. you happen to start pets.com or something. And I, I'm making this up. Mm-hmm. Um, and like back in the day when the internet first happened mm-hmm. and valuations were $50 million and mm-hmm. they had no sales. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. And, and, um, but you know, it's just, it's, it's fun to see when others succeed. Mm-hmm. And then it's always interesting. Like how did that happen? What mm-hmm. was the magic ingredient that made all that work? Right. And, you know, certainly hard works in there, but what mm-hmm. else? Right. You know, and also see their failures, um, yeah. you know, because it doesn't matter what it is. It, nothing's unique anymore. It has happened positive and negative to somebody else. And so when we can learn from those, that's, that's, you know, what is, is great about this. Um, you know, obviously I love podcasts. I love reading, um, you know, business books and, and things like that to see what happened and, you know, it, to, to come full circle, it really is important to have that coach, you know, that, that mentor, some, you know, maybe it's a mastermind group, something, especially when you are a small business owner, kind of on your own, um, you know, and, and so, um, you know, we, we kind of have to, to watch all of this because it is something that, you know, we, we just need to, to really keep track of. Always, always. I mean, I tell you, you know, we're 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 kind of hitting the the the, the pinnacle, the mm-hmm. peaks of the NFL and the Sports mm-hmm. Illustrated, and you know, but I've had probably way more failures mm-hmm. than I've had successes. I mean, just I wouldn't call it a failure, but it was dark times. The first few years mm-hmm. at the University of Washington, we talked about that before. Right. When I got to the Raiders, I was drafted by them in those days, the LA Raiders. Um, mm-hmm. you, you knew know, Lyle I, Alzado. I just think that's so cool. <laughs> I did. I played with him. Yeah. I was just a rookie and he was in his last year and he mm-hmm. was pretty cuckoo. You know, he's still yeah, he'd, he'd had a little, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was, yeah, still <laughs> running up a little bit, but, but, uh, you know, it, 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 I was, I was there and then I was cut and then mm-hmm. I was traded and then I was on another team and then I got moved and cut. I mean, it just like mm-hmm. I had it all and just the heartache and trying to stay in there and hang. And it wasn't all, rainbows and butterflies, you mm-hmm. know, by, by any means. And in business, I had a, uh, I've started a couple of different mm-hmm. companies and I won, I, I raised $1.5 million. Mm-hmm. It was a technology company. And then we ran into, I think it was 2008. We ran mm-hmm. into the, the financial crisis mm-hmm. and we just ran out of money and couldn't finish the software. Mm-hmm. And it's just, you know, it was like, it, it was awful, you know, mm-hmm. dealing with those, many of these guys were friends of mine who had thrown in money. Mm-hmm. And I just, I was stuck. I couldn't go right. anywhere. You know, right. place further. Mm-hmm. And and those are not fun times to be staring, mm-hmm. going through a divorce, you know, that mm-hmm. that 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 failure mm-hmm. in, in my life, like the the lows that I mm-hmm. felt going through that. And and nobody in my family had ever been divorced before, mm-hmm. ever. I was mm-hmm. the first one. So I set a record there, uh, a new record, which I'm not proud of. Right. Um, not one that you want anybody else to repeat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just, and, and, and so, but, but, you know, look, at the end of the day, that's life. And mm-hmm. it, it, if I guess if, if I'm standing up there and I'm talking to anybody or anybody's listening to this podcast right now to, to, to not walk away that like mm-hmm. this guy is, you know, had been the golden boy since, since day one, it mm-hmm. hasn't been like that for right. me at all. Right. I've had to work for everything. I mm-hmm. never have once got a call like out of the blue, like, Hey, come work for this company mm-hmm. and we're going to pay a zillion dollars. You mm-hmm. know, I, I you just, haven't. <laughs> yeah. And so, and maybe that's everybody's road and nobody's road, but mm-hmm. it's just the point of like, I've had to, you know, scratch and claw mm-hmm. and do all these things to get there. And mm-hmm. when I didn't know something like how to do it, you know, I'd research it on my little friend called Google mm-hmm. and ask, you know, Mr. Google to say, Hey, you know, how do I, you know, grow audiences mm-hmm. on, you know, or whatever. I mean, right. it's just like, there's, mm-hmm. there's so many learning tools mm-hmm. and books and podcasts and audio right. tapes and the internet that, you know, the power of curiosity can take mm-hmm. you a long way. Right. Well, oh my gosh, Mark, I know we need to to be wrapping things up. And, you know, you are a motivational speaker. You've got, you know, all sorts of of ways where you can work with businesses, with organizations. So tell people how they find you and and how they they connect with you. 
Well, thank you for that. And uh, I've loved this show. You're, you're really good at, at interviewing. I do a lot of these things. Thank you. And, uh, yeah, you're very skilled at it. Um, but people can reach me at markpattisonnfl.com. It's mm-hmm. my name, Mark Patterson, P-A-T-T-I-S, I NFL.com. And, you know, between my podcast and speaking gigs and the movie and all this other stuff um, that's out there. And, you know, when when I'm I'm not the Tony Robbins that comes and jumps up and down, you know, I, what I do is I show a fascinating uh, slideshow to people mm-hmm. who want me to come and talk to them. I've got some several gigs lined up here. Um, but it's just like showing the difficulty of what it's like at camp mm-hmm. two, camp three, going up these ice walls. And, and, and then there's this, the, the ability to drop in these messages that mm-hmm. we've talked about today, you know, about what it takes to overcome. Mm-hmm. And here's how I overcame this particular situation and what can you do to change your life? You know? Mm-hmm. And I think that's the benefit that people can really draw from this because we're all there. We're all mm-hmm. human. And if you haven't gone through a rough patch, you know, you mentioned some, some tough stuff you went through five mm-hmm. years ago. If you haven't gone through a tough patch, as you know, it's coming. It's coming. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, well, Mark, this has been absolutely delightful and I can't wait to, to chat again. So, you know, when you, when you've climbed more of those mountains, you know, we'll, we'll have you on again because this will be so much fun to, to be able to, to talk with you. Do you have any final thoughts for everyone? You know, the only thought is the same thought that I, I literally have pinned on my little homemade gym I have in my basement, my Peloton down there. It's a motto I've always lived by, but, mm-hmm. you know, it says it takes a little more to make a champion. And some of my coaches, one of them said that to me many years ago, and I didn't, I just thought, oh, that's corny, mm-hmm. that's stupid. But, you know, if you want to create separation in business and life and mm-hmm. relationships, it takes work and it takes mm-hmm. a lot of hard work and you got to dig down. There's no magic pill, you know, to do that. And that's why this simple little thing, it takes a little more to, you know, to, to win. It takes a little bit more mm-hmm. to, to, to excel and be at your best when your best is required. And you can only do that um, through long-term commitment mm-hmm. to the, to the process and then actually working that, that process all the way through. And that's, that's my part in shot. And, you know, if somebody can pick something up from that, then that's great. But that to me is the winning formula to life. Cool. I love it. Well, I can't wait to watch the movie. That's going to be so much fun. I am Deb Creer. I've been having an absolutely wonderful discussion with Mark Pattison. And until next time, everyone have a great day. Tune in for our next program for even more trends, best practices, and techniques for how to make your business a success. The Business Power Hour, hosted by Deb Creer, is proud to be part of the C-Suite Network. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.